This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Melanie Wise, one of your hosts, and I am joined once again this week by the lovely Erin Gentry and Brooke Eels. I'm Erin. <laughs> welcome, also, everyone. Hello. I'm also, I'm also You're that also Brooke. everyone. That's Brooke. Oh, man. We're so glad that you have chosen to join us. Um, we know there's so many things vying for your time and attention. So for those of you listening, for those of you who have been listening over the weeks, months, and years to Mercy Talk, we really do not take it lightly that you would invest your time um, into listening to these podcasts. So we just always hope that they're encouraging um, um, and that the Lord uses them for good in your life. But yes. We uh, are kind of jumping off of a podcast that we last recorded on the topic of freedom. Yes. Shocker. I know you're all like, what? You guys are talking about freedom? It's a new thing. Um, we, in our last show, kind of talked about how, you know, this definition of freedom, while it seems like it should be very elementary, very easy, of course we all see freedom the same, we realized that, you know, different people have different kind of unique perspectives on what freedom is. And while, yes, here at Mercy, if you talk to different staff members here, you'd probably hear the same general idea, but you would hear it expressed in a very unique way from person to person. So it was really fun in our last show to dive into, you know, our founder and president, Nancy Alcorn. What does she say freedom is? Erin, what is your definition? What is mine? Brooke, what is yours? Um, and then we even were able to bring in some of the comments that came in from social media because we asked you guys on our social media, what does it look like for you? Um, and so that was just, that was really interesting and it really prompted a lot of conversation. I think we were surprised how much conversation it prompted. <laughs> um, but today we kind of want to jump off of that idea of what freedom actually is to now talk a little bit about what are some of the things that can stand in our way of getting there? Um, what are those roadblocks? And really at the end of the day, as we were talking through what those roadblocks can look like, it all kind of went back to just straight up deception of the enemy. Ooh. I'm like, well, that's what he does. He's a liar. It's very clear. He's a liar. That's what he does. That's always been his mode of attack is just deception. And so it's no shocker to me that the roadblocks that are standing in our way of freedom typically go back to some area of deception. So that's really gonna be kind of where we dive into today. Yeah, and just some follow-up thoughts. Um, one of the things that I think we've realized in preparing for this show is that um, how people understand freedom is different, not just their definition, but I think to um, as we get into the roadblocks today, maybe just that, is this even an option mm -hmm. in life, right? And so um, there's a scripture, 2 Corinthians 3, 17, and it says, for the Lord is the spirit and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just really important that if the idea of freedom brings anxiety or fear or any of the stuff we talk about today, um, and, and it may not be full freedom. It may just be freedom in an area because we all have something we're holding on to and it serves us for some reason. It makes sense 
at some yeah. point. Um, but that we remember that where the spirit is, there is freedom. That when we allow the Lord, when we allow the spirit into those places, freedom is possible. Um, and what he has for us is greater than we can think or imagine. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's really hard to believe believe that when it's like a long time coming. You've been really kind of fighting for freedom in an area. Um, but I think just that that piece of, of can we rest in his character that, okay, Lord, you said this is possible, you know, and I know we'll touch on this too. We're not talking about freedom and perfection are not the same thing. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. really important. So, and so important. To, you know, so when you, when you start feeling that, like, will this ever happen that you are not rationalizing that in your head, that this is something you take to the Lord. So you told me this is possible. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. And what does this look like for my life? So mm-hmm. just yeah. some thoughts Good. on that. Yeah. And, and as you seek that freedom, these roadblocks, <laughs> that we see coming up. I, I'm really excited today just to be able to say some out loud um, to, so that maybe that will help anyone who's listening like, oh, maybe, maybe that's a roadblock I actually buy into. You know, you might hear it and go, wait, that's the truth. Oh, but they just said it was a roadblock. It might not be the truth. <laughs> um, so hopefully that will happen for me too. Um, roadblocks aren't always obvious to me. Um, they're not on the top of my mind, but it's more whenever I am walking with the Lord, if I start to feel kind of a hesitancy to move in a direction he's asking me to move, or I just feel kind of stagnant, um, I'm like, okay, maybe there's a roadblock here. So it's kind of like there's an indicator for it, but I don't always know what roadblocks are coming up if I'm if I'm honest with myself. Um, can I also say that all roadblocks aren't like um, huge sin patterns in our life? Yeah. Is there is there somewhere between a deep sin pattern and heavenly perspective that's not, is it sin? Maybe it's all yeah. sin. <laughs> I think there is. Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. I mean, that you're talking about, you know, and I'm not going to get into deep theology here, but if you're walking with the Lord every day, most likely there's not a deep sin pattern that you're walking, but a belief system maybe that you have or a lack of insight into an area, you know, that can just be based on how you grew up. I think we kind of kicked this can down the road about the idea of, you know, maybe you're, you get free from an eating disorder, but that doesn't mean that, that, you know, that spirit of control doesn't try and rise back up in other areas of your life. And you have to, you have to understand that what caused this one behavior or this branch as we teach, you know, Mm -hmm. um, it can affect other areas. And so you got to kind of weed weed those out. So that doesn't mean you're just in a deep sin pattern of control, but it's a belief system that's been there a long time and it has to be cut off at the root at different layers and different stages of life. Yeah you may be totally fine. And then as Melanie know, and I know, and actually Aaron, you know, too, then you get married and you're like, Oh, I'm not a great person at all. <laughs> I was really great. Tied up with a bow. Yeah. You know, or you then have a kid and you're huh. like, I thought I'd be really good at this. I'm not good at this at all. You know? So whatever the thing is, like you can, mm-hmm. there's those layers of like anything else that you can only address when the new thing happens, the new experience. Yeah. And the Lord, right there to help you grow in that. So yes, like roadblocks are not equal to sin patterns at all, right? So we may have people listening that are fully in bondage and we have people listening that, you know, are free in a lot of areas, but are starting to recognize, you know, and it usually stems with, I can do all this, but that one area the Lord can't deliver me from, right? That's usually kind of that belief system that starts there. So yeah. And then sometimes Aaron, you just don't know. And then all of a sudden, as Melanie and I did, we did a keys to freedom study and we're like, Oh, dang it. 
There it is. Got more. <laughs> Two more. Two more. So, so for real. Yeah. And it's that's even sometimes the hard part for me. If if I was living with this this sin pattern that was controlling my life, I would know. I would be able to identify. I got to get free of this. But sometimes I fall into the lie of, well, this is good enough. Mm-hmm. I can live a good enough life. But when I look back, when I look back at places where I've said, no, this is not good enough, and I find that freedom. Uh, in that area, I look back and I'm like, how did I ever live that way? Mm-hmm. You know, it's so much more like you were saying, Brooke, it's better than I could even imagine. It's mm-hmm. worth taking the effort to find that space, that area. I might be walking in freedom in so much of my life, but it's worth it to look and to find even those those other areas as the Lord brings them up as he does, just like you guys have found in the study yeah. you're doing right now. Um, and yeah. I, I know yeah. we need to get into the roadblocks because yes, yes. but it's, it's, I, I think I've mentioned this, uh, in maybe a, a few weeks back in a podcast about just how, as we've done this keys to freedom with the leadership team, something that the Lord reminded me of that can sound really discouraging, but it was actually very like, it made me keep going was he, he was reminding me that I actually have no idea how much some of my deeper things are affecting. Like if I think I know, and I think I know, I'm like, okay, I still sometimes struggle with this thing. And here's the three ways that it affects my life. And I think the Lord was kind of like, you don't actually know all the ways it's affecting your life. Well, you don't, Yeah, I do like the Lord knows. And he's like, so, so don't like what you were saying, Aaron, like don't settle in that like, well, this is as good as it gets, but also don't think that you know exactly how much it's affecting your life. Because I think our stuff affects us way more than we know. Like those things that are still in my roots that need to get looked at and dealt with and uprooted are affecting me as a mom, as a husband, I mean, as a husband. (laughs) To my husband, Um, it's affecting my work, it's affecting my friendships, it's affecting my daily life more than I actually know. And that was, that can be very like, Oh gosh, you know, like that could be really sad. But what it did for me was go, keep going, keep going. Cause as I get more and more free, I'm going to look back and be like, Whoa, I didn't even know how much that was affecting the way I related to my husband, you know, yeah. like, so anyway, we should probably get into the roadblocks. I know we will. I do. I like that you said that though. Like that is not meant to be an overwhelming statement. Like yeah. you'll never get there. It's meant to be like, Hey, just know there's more and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Lord's got it. Like, I think yeah. when, when you can kind of get to that concept of like, look, it's, there's more and that's okay. There's yeah. going to be more. And right now here's where I'm at. And then something else may pop up. And like I said, I mean, I really try and see that as an excitement, like, okay, God, we got more. All right. Yeah. And then yeah. because, because we know the fruit of that is good. And if you don't yeah. know the fruit of that is good, there's a lot of faith that you have to have. But if you have been free in areas and you know the fruit of it is good, hold on to that. Power in the testimony kind of stuff, guys. Like, yes. go find somebody else who's found freedom. Hear them. Read the word. Stay in that and stay encouraged that what he has is going to be more and it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. You know. Yes, and I'm, I'm so glad we started here because on Mercy Talk, we're never just talking about stuff for the sake of talking about it. We're talking about it so that there is fruit or action from it. So right now, you know, we got to start with, why freedom is worth obtaining, why the roadblocks are worth finding. And now we're going to talk about the roadblocks. So we're about to go through some different roadblocks. We got a few actually from social media. So I'm going to go over some of those. Uh, Thank you all who answered that question um, on our Mercy Outreach uh, Facebook page and on our Instagram. And uh, we're really excited just to look at some actual roadblocks now. And if you identify with these, don't stop with just that revelation. I think we've talked about how uh, we're, are the 
as a church, we're obsessed with, oh, that was so, such a good word. And then you just leave and you don't do anything about it. Um, but we really want, want you to take some time to move past this roadblock and find the freedom. We'll get back into the podcast in just a second, but wanted to take a moment to touch base with you. Of course, none of us knows what the future holds or even what this pandemic will look like tomorrow, but we just want you to know we've been praying for you, as well as for our cities and our world. Our desire is to still provide relevant information weekly. And in these unprecedented times, we want to hear from you even more. So if you have questions or topics you'd like to hear us talk about, please send those over to mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. We'd also love for you to check out our new account on Instagram, and you can find us by simply typing in mercy underscore outreach, and you can find additional resources and even ways to stay connected with us there. And lastly, I just want to remind you that Mercy Talk is a free of charge program. And just like all of Mercy Multiplied, we operate from donors and supporters just like you. If you're able, please consider giving a gift at mercymultiplied.com. Thank you so much for listening. Together, we will continue to get through this with the hope found only in Jesus Christ. First one is from Kamala Smith, and she actually leads Keys to Freedom at Seeds of Greatness Church. Yeah. What up, Kamala? We love Cam. Yes, thank you for responding. And she put quite a doozy on here. So here's the first roadblock to freedom. The concept of freedom will never be achieved, that it is an imaginary line. Ugh. So that was her first roadblock is that it can never be achieved and it's an imaginary line. And um, I've, I've said this uh, for other things that are lies because this is not true, uh, is that the, the hardest lies to come against are partly true. They have some <laughs> yeah. kind of truth in them. Yes. So it is true that freedom is an ongoing journey, that there's always more to be achieved in different areas or maybe in the same area at a deeper level. But it is not true that it's an imaginary line. It is not true that you're, you're kind of, I don't know, beating at the air of freedom. Yeah. There is a real goal, a real tangible thing that you can gain um, mm-hmm. over and over. It's ongoing, ever-increasing freedom journey. Um, the imaginary line we talked about earlier, freedom is not perfection. Mm-hmm. Perfection is something you will achieve in heaven. Amen. Mm-hmm. But right now, that's not what we're achieving. But there is a line of freedom, that freedom to be able to keep moving where the Lord's asked you to move, to walk in peace. If you watched our previous episode, we walked through all these different definitions of freedom and all of that is true. So I don't know if you guys have follow-up thoughts on that one. No, yeah. I think you nailed it. That's great. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> it's, just, it's really important that people understand what they're going after here. Yes. And if you think like I'm going after everything being completely and totally healed, free, no issues, no problems. Like what you're describing is perfection. And we Heaven. know from scripture that that's not possible till Jesus comes back. So yes. to think that that's what you're striving after, you're, you're going to feel like you're going after an imaginary line because you'll never reach that. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I love what you just said. I think that the things that we actually define freedom as is something that you can continue to grow in and seek more and more and more and more and more of. And that's what makes it awesome. Cause like yes. Brooke said, it's almost like if you think your life is good, it can be better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's always going to be able to be better. And I hope that that's encouraging to people. Not like, yeah, well, shoot, I'll never get there. You know? Yeah. And that there's so much blessing in what we can gain here yeah. now yeah. before yeah. that time. Um, that's so good. Okay. I'm going to move on to the next one. This one is from Sammy Skipworth. Uh, Thank you, Sammy, for submitting this one. Uh, Here it goes. 
If you're really free, then your life would be perfect right now and you'd never face problems. Woo, I feel like we got to talk about that one uh, just a moment ago too. Yeah. That, that is, that's what we all think. If we think freedom, if we define freedom as um, perfection or my life being perfect right now and I'll never face any problems, then yeah, why go after it? It's an imaginary line. I'll never get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but to take some time to define freedom will obliterate that roadblock that so many of us, if we really are honest with ourselves, we're coming up against that roadblock. Yeah, yeah, for that's sure. Good. Uh, so I have a couple that I'm going to mention um, that actually come right out of our Keys to Freedom study um, on the week on commitment to Christ and some roadblocks that keep people from really going there. But I think that's really relevant to our conversation today. Um, one of the things, uh, one of the kind of lies that the enemy can tell us about freedom is this idea of like, well, I tried God one time and it didn't work. So God works for some people, doesn't work for me. Um, and my hunch in hearing that or, you know, um, if, someone, if someone were to say that, my hunch would be you just didn't want to embrace the process of it. <laughs> like I tried God once and it didn't work. It's like, okay, well, I committed my life to Christ, you know, back in junior high. And my life did not turn around. So clearly God doesn't work for me. And so I think to address this one, I would just say, man, I, we could do a whole podcast on just the importance of process. I mean, that is, we are, we are passionate. I mean, there are moments and God absolutely has the ability and the power to heal somebody in an instant. Um, but that's rare. That's very rare. Um, God is typically a God of process because he teaches us so much about himself in process. Relationship is built in process if God just sapped me and healed me, like, I'm like, thanks, I'll go off and do my life now. But man, if I have built capacity and built relationship with him over that process, that's what we're after at the end of the day. Um, And that's what he's after is relationship. And so um, there's just so many reasons why I believe, but he, I mean, you look at, he created the earth via process. Like it's always, it's, it wasn't an instantaneous, it was like over the course of time. And so um, I just think, people sometimes aren't ready for that. They don't want that. They don't want the time that that's going to require the energy that that's going to require. Um, but at the end of the day, um, that's, that is typically how he operates because there's so much good that comes out of it. So if you're like, I tried it once and it didn't work, so I'm not after it. I would encourage you to consider that's Brooke's favorite word. And I steal it all the time. Like just consider, was I just not willing to embrace process? Did I not want to have to make that long-term commitment and even maybe put in that work that was going to be required? Um, and then another one that we address in Keys to Freedom uh, is that idea of like, I'm always just, I'm always going to struggle with this. And especially when it's like, this runs in my family. This is just how we do it. This is how we operate. This is how we function. Um, and I'm not going to, you know, jump into this whole teaching on generational patterns. But um, if that's something that you've struggled with, you know, I mean, I didn't, I didn't mean for this to be a commercial for Keys to Freedom, but we dive into this, this very idea through an entire week of study of, of generational patterns and how when you commit your life to Christ, you have a new bloodline that actually trumps your um your biological bloodline and what you were born into and so we really walk people through that process that actually because of the blood of christ you have authority over the natural bloodline that you were born into and how do you exercise that how do you so if you've ever thought 
well, this is how my grandpa did it. This is how my dad did it. This is just how, I mean, this is our lot in life. Um, I heard recently, like, this is my family's curse. You know, um, that is a lie from the enemy. And holy cow, I think he uses that a lot with people because that will, that'll just stop. If you're, if you're hopeless for getting better, why would you even try, you know? So, um, I think that's a big one to look at. That's good. Um, some other common ones that we have are, and this is going to be one of my favorites. I was about to say, uh, I think you're going to like this. You gave it to me. Yeah. Um, this is a mental health issue. So Jesus doesn't have anything to say about it. I just need a psychiatrist and some medication. <laughs> Guys. I, <laughs> yes. All right. I tried to First put that in there in a way that would fire you up the most. So yeah, it does. It Go. fires me up a lot. First of all, I have a lot of very good friends that are psychiatrists, okay? So I'm going to start with this. Nobody just needs them, okay? <laughs> they are great people. You still need Jesus. Um, and even just from a mental health perspective, like, you know, we are created mind, body, spirit. We are multifaceted beings. And um, I cannot tell you how many people that I have worked with that it is truly just how they see the world that is then tangible, you know, comes out in these tangible ways of, of what looks like mental health issues. I am not saying, of course, I am a mental health practitioner. I'm well aware that things exist. This is a broken, fallen world and things exist. Um, but to, to act as if a psychiatrist and medication will heal you mm. or that that's all you have. If, mm. let me say it that way, that that is all you have. This is my lot in life that there cannot be layers of, of deeper understanding of insight of healing and freedom um, is just really sad to me because this is something we get to do every day at Mercy. I get to do every day in my private practice. You know, this is, um, and so I think that would be my encouragement. Go to the psychiatrist, get the medication, do the thing, um, but that is not freedom. And I, I just think that's really, really important to know. Um, and then for people in the church, and I know I get very passionate about this at Empower, <laughs> but for people in the church, it's once somebody starts going to counseling or, you know, and, the, and they're talking about psychiatrists and medication, everybody go to counseling. Y'all know I feel that way. Everybody needs a counselor. Um, yeah. Go a good one. Um, yeah. But let me preface it with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was only last week I told someone, quit seeing that counselor and go to another one. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I think that, um, for the church to know that like, if someone is struggling with mental health things and they're seeing a psychiatrist or doing the things like that in no way now means you don't have a continued job to disciple someone like mentorship, discipling accountability. That is the church's job. Yeah. It is not the psychiatrist's job to lead someone to freedom. It is the church's job to do that. And so we partner with those things. We yeah. partner with these resources um, in order to help someone, you know, and then you have some people who, you know, they've been on medication long enough, they do enough of the work and they're like, I think it's time that we take this down. And, and we have so many positions and counselors and psychologists and psychiatrists that work alongside people that when they're doing well, right, that they're like, yeah, let's do that thing. Like, let's, let's see if this is, and so, I mean, we all know there's so many side effects from medications and sometimes it's true. You gotta, you gotta be on it. And, and that's a, it is a, it ends up being a blessing you know, and that is a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but to act like that's it, um, yeah, is just yeah. really sad to me because there's just so much more. Um, and then the next one is also one that I know 
<laughs> just trying to make me mad. I was just trying to get you going today. I like it. Okay. Is, uh, <laughs> this is only a spiritual issue, so I just need to pray it off. One more time. <laughs> One more time. Uh, <laughs> we are mind, body, and spirit, and you absolutely need to be praying, but praying things off um, indicates that there, we are not a complicated being and that we are not multifaceted. And, you know, it's so interesting to me because some people are like, you know, and I'm going to say this very carefully because this is very politicized, this idea of like anti-science or whatever. God created science. He made physics. He made the things exist, right? He put order to the world in the way that it is. The scientists did not make science. They have made theories and all of those things. So I want to be clear that the ownership lands with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it lands with the Lord. So if you feel like that there's not, you know, a physical piece, then it's, it's, you're, you're not treating the whole person and you're missing something. It's the same thing, right? If you just land on the spiritual, um, Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you how many people I have sent to the doctor and gotten their lab work drawn and their vitamin D is so low that they are acting bipolar. Wow. Your physical body matters. Taking care of it. Get your lab work drawn. Somebody's off on iron, D3. I mean, there's all these different aspects, estrogen, testosterone, all these things that can make you feel like a crazy person. Mm -hmm. And so it is so important that we start there, that, that we not start there. Let me say that, that we include that. Mm -hmm. Right. So the, as soon as I see somebody in counseling, go to the doctor you need a checkup. I need your lab work drawn. We need to know what's going on. You know, you could have, I mean, I've worked recently, interestingly enough, with several people who have had really high levels of Epstein-Barr. So basically you're walking around with mono, feeling like you have mono, you're exhausted and all of that. And if we make that purely spiritual, we're missing out on such a simple solution where we can be physically healed in that way. And the Lord uses those things. He didn't, because there is medication that is from him. So being able to embrace that whole thing, Mm -hmm. um, I think is just really, really important that we look at the physical and the spiritual. And then from a mental health standpoint, there are some incredible counselors out there Mm -hmm. that do the both and Mm -hmm. right. The highest level of clinical with the deepest level of spiritual. And again, I say, even if you're going to counseling, do not negate the spiritual Make sure that you are walking in accountability and mentorship and community with your church. Mm -hmm. Um, But they all have to exist together. Um, and I'm going to leave on this note. I think one of the things that I have been very disappointed in, in the big C church has been that I get to work with these couples after the fact, after a church has basically, I was like, Oh, have you gone to counseling? Well, I met with my pastors. So the family's blown up. It's a disaster and that they have not pursued this other piece of working with a counselor, with a psychologist, somebody who knows, and there are very important things that were missed because of that. And so we as a church have to get it together because there are incredible Christian counselors, psychologists, psychiatrists, medical doctors, all the other things that we can be, that we need to utilize and know that they're at the highest standards. And it's not the church's job to do it alone. It is the church's job to understand the big picture and to help people walk through that. Um, and so when you sit with somebody who's like, oh, so y'all got divorced. So that was it. Whole family's blown up. And in three minutes I can go, oh, well, so there was something physically going on. Right. <laughs> and we figure that out. Like this is after the fact. So these, all these things, the church misses, um, 
big C church, you know, and so I just, I just really, I mean, I'll, I'll get off my soapbox on a minute, but these roadblocks, a part of that is the church's job yeah. to help people assess, to help them look at, to look at these belief systems and be like, no, like this can also be some physical stuff. Go to the doctor, get some lab work drawn. We've got physicians in our community that partner with us. When we talk about having referral sources, you know, all of that, it's just really important that we take ownership of those decisions in our life. So mm-hmm. I'm done so, now. Well, that's so good. And what you're saying, <laughs> Sorry. these things, but that's, that's exactly what we need. These roadblocks, um, they're, they're multifaceted. This could be a roadblock someone else is putting in front of you. Hey, this is just a spiritual issue. You should just pray more. That's a roadblock that someone else can put there or you can put there for yourself. Mm-hmm. You can decide yeah. is just one facet. I also think that people fall into one of these two roadblocks. I love how these were opposites. One is yeah. it's only the physical. It's only the mental health. The other is it's only the spiritual. Um, but I think we can put that there ourselves um, for ease. We're like, okay, I just need, I need a fix. What's going to mm-hmm. fix? I'll go to this and this will fix. And if this one thing doesn't fix then I'm just going to give up. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are, you're right. We're complex. And so whether it's for ease, whether it's somebody else telling you that those roadblocks, we've got to get them out of the way. Mm-hmm. We've got to be okay with what we've talked about process. We've got to be okay with this. might be the first step, not the full answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, dancing, I don't know that dance of how can I find full freedom? It's all connected. I can't pray off this one piece because it's actually affecting all this in my life. I loved mm-hmm. how you, really talked about the complexity of a person and, and finding a counselor. What was, what was that phrase you said? A uh, highest clinical deepest, what you had a good, how do you, uh, how do you with, yeah, the highest clinical with the deepest spiritual. Yeah. The deepest spiritual. And that's the mix. That's the combo. Yeah. That's yeah. What, we all, what we all need. So yeah. thank you. I'm, I'm saying thank you for your soapbox. <laughs> I'm very thankful for that so far. You More. set it up. So. <laughs> that is so good. Um, well, I don't really want to turn away from that, but I want to go over three, um, three more fears and stigmas um, that can be associated with, with finding freedom. Um, and I'm just going to, just going to say these and see kind of what, what we three have to say. And, and maybe for listeners, if any of these hit home with you, um, I think something that can prevent people from finding freedom or it can be a stigma is I'm too old or it's too late for me. Um, I see that in, you know, college ministries are thriving, you know, cause people are, they're younger. They're like, yeah, I need this. I'm ready to go. And then we forget that we could have that same drive, whatever life stage we're in, we can still pursue with the same amount of excitement. Um, mm-hmm. Because there is like Brooke was saying earlier, there's blessings on this side of heaven you're not too old. It's not too late. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is if I seek help in my freedom journey, others may think less of me. This one is a really good one specifically because I think a lot of our mercy talk listeners are helpers themselves are people who are helping others and it can feel vulnerable to be helping people on a freedom journey and realize I'm still on my own and maybe even a deeper one. Maybe once you uncover kind of something deeper, the Lord reveals it to you, or some like a study brings it up or something. It is, you do not need to be afraid to seek help. Yeah. Um, I think whenever you just read that, I was thinking about whenever we teach on forgiveness and we always use that quote that I still don't know who it originated from. Cause apparently Google thinks a hundred thousand people 
originated yeah. this quote or whatever, but it's that idea of like, you know, withholding forgiveness is drinking poison and hoping somebody else will die. And I was thinking about that in relation to what you just said, because in other words, it's like, like I'm going to do something that actually damages me more than anybody, but it's trying for the sake of somebody else. And I was just thinking about that in relation to what you just said. It's like, if you really just logically look at that statement, yeah. I'm like, I am not going to move forward in healing and freedom for my own life because of somebody else. Like yeah. they're not suffering because of it. I'm the one suffering because of it. And it's that yeah. just that same idea that like, no one gets that power over me. Yeah. No one gets the ability to hold me back from my own freedom and my own healing. Um, and so, I, I mean, you know, there's layers to that fear. And I understand, I understand that fear because I am someone that can struggle a lot with worrying about what other people are going to think. Yes. Um, but at the end of the day, realizing I'm the one suffering because of that. They yeah. don't care. <laughs> you know? Or we're so concerned with our self-image, self-perception that we're not willing to have a genuine image, genuine perception. Like if I could do this for a moment, then I can actually be walking in full freedom instead of pretending Mm -hmm. that I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Like why have the counterfeit when you could have the real? So I hope. um, Craig Rochelle is a, I'm sure a lot of people listening have heard of Craig Rochelle. He's an incredible pastor out of Oklahoma, but um, he, I remember one time was speaking to leaders and he said, Hey leaders, your people. And mostly he talks to pastors, people in ministry. And he said, um, you know, the people who are part of your ministry or your church will respect you for your strengths, but they'll connect with you on your weaknesses. Mm. And so I'm like, I just have never forgotten that. Cause I'm like, what am I trying to portray to the people that I, you know, I'm leading or that I'm ministering to, am I trying to portray that picture of perfection or am I actually seeking connection as well? And, and man, it's incredible. I've heard a lot of pastors and leaders who are like, I wish that my church was more vulnerable and honest and authentic. And I'm like, starts with you. Yeah. (laughs) You're setting that culture. You're the one setting that. So if you can set a culture as a leader, I know that that this is not who we're specifically talking to, but that's who I've got in my head right now of like, if you can set the culture of authenticity and vulnerability, then you have no idea what that could lead other people into that you're working with. And and it may not even be people you're leading. It's just people in your life. If you can go first, it always takes somebody to go first. You don't know what could happen in the lives of the people around you. Yeah. Yeah. And to take it from from another angle, like, you know, I think we assume, um, and I mean, you know, my preacher kid self can go down that road all day. But I think the other side is if you are in community with a lot of people who aren't free, and you're like, no, I'm going to start trying to be healthy and set boundaries or, you know, be in relationship with the Lord. And what does that mean? Because we all play a role. And when we change our our part in the play, mm-hmm. when we change our role, people don't like it for the most part, especially if we're fighting for health. And so, you know, that is a can be a big roadblock. And you're right, like Melanie, you just have to decide what do you want? Do you want freedom and or are you going to let other people dictate what that looks like for you and I'm not saying that's not incredibly difficult to make that decision but that's the bottom line yeah is is what do you want and so you know at Mercy we see that a lot I mean how many young women we've seen just doing just fighting so hard for their freedom and then their family who do not want them free call and do the things or make up the things and Aaron I know you know this too and then they leave they're like, yeah. okay, I'm going to go. And we're just like, oh, and it's so sad. 
Um, but that happens a lot. You know, this idea, especially, you know, that your whole family would obviously want good things for you, you know, come on. So I just, that's just another side. No, that, that is good. It kind of leads into this last one, maybe a little bit. And Brooke, I'm actually have you comment on this last one. Um, last stigma, fear that we have, it's going to be too hard, take too long, cost too much. Well, people may or may not like this answer, but yes, it is going to be hard. Yes, yeah. it is going to take a long time. And yep, sometimes it's going to cost money. Yeah. <laughs> Those are all like very actual money. true things. Mm-hmm. Yep, actual money. Yeah. But also um, it could cost it could cost relationships in yeah, some ways. Or it could or... cost your life. Like you have to weigh the cost. That yeah. is what it That's is. Okay. You have you have to weigh it and you have to decide you're going to be 15 years down the road, whether or not you took the journey of freedom or not. Do you want to be in the same place or a worse place in 15 years or six months or 10 days or whatever the time frame is like time happens, whether we like it or not, Yeah. you know? And so, but, but I know this when you want it and I mean, really want it, you're like, okay, I'm going to do the things, you know? And that's Mm -hmm. part of the reason why mercy is free because there is, you know, not making money on people's problems and we don't serve every aspect of the population. Um, and, and that's okay, but there are other programs, but on, on top of that, like starting this journey, the Lord makes a way, but you got to want it. The difference between the people who are free and the ones who are not are the people who want it. And I don't mean want their scenario just to be better and want things to go away. And I want to be clear that there is no judgment in that. I cannot tell you how many times I have just literally been like, can you just make this go away? I don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't want to be in this scenario anymore. Just make it go away right? We have all been there. Um, and I think that's a really important thing, but at the end of the day, that's not freedom doesn't land. Like you said, Melanie, and just the scenario fixing itself or just disappearing or someone in my family deciding they're all of a sudden going to be a great person when they haven't for 60 years. Yeah. You know, my freedom cannot depend on anyone else. And if it does, we will never be free. And so, um, I just think that that's, that's just the reality of it. Yep. It will be hard and long and cost mm-hmm. money probably, mm-hmm. you know, but it's going to be worth it on the yeah. other side. It will a hundred percent be worth it in and, and find people who have walked that journey so they can encourage you along the way. But in those times when you're like, oh, I'm so worn out thinking about these things or being in these relationships that they can encourage you and say, you got this. It's going to be okay. There's, there's something really amazing on the other side of this, you know? Um, I mean, Hey, go watch our testimony videos. And it's not even just about because they came to mercy. What they did was they engaged with the same tools that we're talking about now and they became equipped to be free. And then they use those tools. And so if you need to be encouraged, go on the website, listen to those stories. It's not mercy that did it. It's their relationship with the Lord and their choice every day of picking up those tools and using them and engaging in a relationship with the Lord. So And all of those people that you're talking about, I think would testify to what we've been saying today about this idea of, of process and of life wasn't perfect. I've, I've heard that from many a graduate of Mercy. I left Mercy and life wasn't perfect. And even yeah. sometimes they're like, and I made a bad decision here and I kind of mm-hmm. slipped up here and I can't, yep. but like, I think that's where I, I'll go back to one of the first things we said today was just, I think if there's ever a roadblock the enemy will throw at people, it's that like, when you mess up, see, you never were free. Mm-hmm. You never did any work. All that work you did was worth nothing. So why would you keep trying? It's too hard. It's right. too, you know, it's going to take too much and you're never going to get there. And so you're going to stop I, saying that stuff. You're making me feel 
all kinds of like I heard that before. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, gosh. I've said it to myself. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like during COVID world, like when things have started coming up from the past, and I'm like, wait a minute, no, I thought I was completely. And I just think that is again, the Lord is not going to give you more. That's why He's a God of process. We can't handle all of it at one time. We can't handle all of our pain and all of the lies that we like. We can't handle it all at once. He's really, really good about doing it in the exact um, flow that he knows that we can handle. And so that does take some time. And so I just think as we've gone back to that idea of process, when those things come back up for you, instead of it pointing towards you never did any work, why would you even keep trying? You might as well quit. Let it point towards, oh my goodness, the Lord is calling me to the next level. It's the next level. It's the next level. It's more free tomorrow than I am today. Like, this, you know, it, it can be hard, but it's almost like it could also be celebrated of like the Lord's letting this come up because he's got more. He's got more and I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to let the enemy tell me it never worked. Yeah. So That's I just, really I would, I would, that is the last thing I'll say. No, I mean, I think that's. It's just so important to know that because you're right. Like we've had graduates and, and they'll tell you they leave and, and maybe they go back to something for a minute, but then they go, wait a second, this isn't what I want. And if you've never had a healthy relationship or ever walked in freedom, sometimes you got to be reminded, you know what? Okay. That's not what I wanted. I would like to be free. Yeah. And the key yeah. is you are equipped with the tools to now make a different decision. Yeah. And so if you go and you do the thing and you mess up or you know, whatever it is, you, you go, wait, I know how to get out of this. It's not about being perfect. It's about, I know how to get out of it. I know how to turn to the Lord. I know how to hear his voice. I know how to, you know, renew my mind, do all of the things that, and, and, and use all of the ways that we've been equipped to be free. And that's it. It is an interactive, active process. You've got to use the tools and it's not, you know, that it's perfection on the other side of it, just like you said. And Sometimes we got to be reminded, you know what, this isn't good. I don't want this. You know, I want something else. And it's the same thing or something else pops up. And then he's like, you were never free. No, I was, but it sounds like we got more and I know what to do. Yeah. All right, Lord, what do you got? You know, so anyway, I'm quit making the same point. Well, it's it's an important point. And I mean, I feel like I'm gaining from this myself. Just my freedom is not where I am, but it's where am I free to go? Mm-hmm. Am I free to tackle this new thing that came up? Am I free to move in this new direction? Once I realize I want something different, I want something more. I've identified a place where I'm not willing to say good enough is good mm-hmm. enough, but I want full freedom. Um, we talked a little bit about some stuff coming up that may come up as you seek freedom, maybe some past hurts and things. Uh, we're actually going to be on September 10th. So not this coming week um, from when this podcast airs on September 10th, we're going to do a one-off teaching on healing life's hurts. Um, And we talk a lot in that teaching about how you have to let the Lord bring those up when he's ready, when it's time to work on it, you may need to seek counseling for one of those things, uh, something that comes up. Um, But I want to tell you a little drum roll for our speaker that day. It's going to be Jen Otero. So if you've been listening to Mercy Talk long, then you know that Jen Otero is definitely one of us, her heart, her spirit. We're so glad to have her back to teach this really, uh, really incredible key. So that's going to be September 10th on Facebook. If you search Keys to Freedom Teaching Series on Facebook, you'll be able to join the group and stay updated to when we're doing that teaching. Yeah, it's going to be fun. 
All right, guys. Well, as we sign off, um, obviously, we would love to have you as part of the um, that evening that uh, Aaron was just sharing about. I also just want to give one more idea of something that you can do to take what you learned today. Um, this was like a, an exercise that we did not too long ago with our leadership team when we were going through Keys to Freedom. And we were talking about roadblocks. I don't know if it was roadblocks to forgiveness or connecting with the Lord. I can't remember. But today we were talking about roadblocks in your journey to freedom. And if you feel like there is something blocking you from moving forward on your journey, it may be something that we mentioned today. It may not be. You may be like, I don't connect with any of that, but I still feel like there's something there. And what I would encourage you to do is to ask the Lord because he knows, he knows every bit of it. And, and so ask him what that is, like, what is it that's standing in the way? And this was the thing that we did in the kind of activity that we did as a team. It's the next question is not just what is it, but what God, what do you want to do with this roadblock? Like, what do you want to do with that? I mean, literally to the point of like closing your eyes, picturing the roadblock, saying like, what does this roadblock look like in front of me? And God, what do you want to do with it? What do you want to say to it? And and that was really powerful to me. I, I don't know that I'd ever done that of like considering a roadblock and actually picturing it in my mind and then asking God, what do you want to do? It was very cool as yeah. we shared as a team, what the Lord showed us. He showed us all very different things about yes. what he wanted to do with that roadblock, but he wants to do something with it. He wants to address it. He wants to speak to it. So I just want to encourage you, if you've connected with anything that we've said today, or if you just still don't know what that is, ask him and then ask him what he wants to do with it. And ask, ask also with that, how do I partner with you in that? Um, because he's typically calling us to partner with him in that process. And so what does that look like for me? So that would be a practical takeaway idea that you could do um, kind of with what we covered today. So we hope that you were, um, you know, just encouraged by some of what we shared. If any of those things really connected with you, man, we hope that the Lord was able to speak to you, um, whether through the things we said or not. But um, again, this has just been really, I think, enlightening and refreshing for me, just reminding me this is why we do what we do. This is what we are all about. So we hope you were encouraged and we hope that you will join us next time on Mercy Talk. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.